The following podcast may contain content that is not suitable for all ages or sensitive ears. Please be responsible. Thank you, and donkey. Hello, Save Them family. Landon here. Thank you for joining us in this episode, where we are going to dive into a topic uh, regarding the Zamazamas. And um, I guess you could say this is somewhat unique to South Africa, but you do find it in other parts of Africa as well. But it's a, it's a big deal where um, there's a, there are groups that go in, very coordinated, with a lot of human trafficking that goes on, where they are uh, mining, if you will, the abandoned mine shafts. And people going way down into the darks of the earth and um, scraping for what gold or diamonds there is left to be found. And uh, it's a very dangerous business, um, lots of death, and there's a lot of trafficking that happens both at the labor trafficking level and also at the sex trafficking level. And there are quite a few uh, children that get trafficked into these environments. It's it's as horrific as you can imagine, and um, <laughs> I would encourage you not to spend a lot of time trying to imagine that. But it is part of the work we do, and it's it's an increasing, uh, increasingly important focus uh, for our authority partners because it's kind of gotten out of control. Uh, you can think of it maybe a little bit like uh, if you're stateside, you could think of it a little bit like the Mexican cartels uh, taking over the southern border and uh, running the show. It, it's kind of like that, you know, you're, you're being taken over in your own space. Uh, and there's just no recourse, right. Um, but the South African authorities are fighting back. And we as a ministry have a significant role to play in this, where we're we help with investigations, and then we also help with the rescued and uh, where to take them, how to help them, um, and most importantly, uh, for those who are coming out of these environments, is to help them see, um, first of all, and then hear about the, the good work of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, because um, that is really the light in what is a very, very dark and this is literally dark, um, but also spiritually and metaphorically dark situation that folks are coming out of. And uh, you get all kinds of folks from all over uh, different parts of Africa, South Africa, um, being drawn into this or forced into it. Uh, in fact, uh, we've even had situations, and you, you can find reports about this online if you so choose, uh, where terrorist groups in different parts of Africa have gone into a village and killed all the Christian adults. And then they take the children and they force them into the role of sex slave and um, uh, child soldier. Okay. And then we have actually found these children in transit being trafficked through South Africa, having come from other countries where their parents were killed by terrorists and then they were forced into these trafficking networks and they end up uh, sometimes in these mines uh, either to work or to be abused. So anyhow, I uh, just wanted to to really highlight this one. This is a big one. It's a big focus. And uh, the clip I have today is from a, a group called Vice. 
So this this clip's a little bit more raw. It's it's not a public broadcasting thing. It's more of um I don't know, kind of an independent media house, but they do some great investigative reporting and the authorities who are in this clip are the creme de la creme uh, of South Africa and uh we're we're familiar uh with multiple uh folks who are actually uh involved with this and um, I really encourage you to to become educated and be able to pray into uh, this specific part of the fight. And so I'm going to hand you over to Vice. This clip's a little bit more raw. Um, it also has a fair amount of subtitles, which I think I'm going to post the audio here. You'll still be able to listen to it in your car, and you're going to get the 90% of it. But I encourage you to go and watch the video uh, because there are subtitles uh, when some of the folks, especially the informants and the uh, kind of, uh, you know, they've got the people with the, the masks and the, the shielded voices and stuff, the, uh, the subtitles help you <laughs> quite a lot with that. Uh, so I'm going to post that link in the description box of the podcast so that you can click through and watch the video as well. So thank you to the folks at Vice for putting this together and helping the world see what's going on in the world of the Zamazamas and illegal mining and human trafficking in South Africa. Okay, thank you uh, for listening to this episode, and uh, please uh, send through any comments uh, to savethem.org. We've got a contact form there, or you can drop us an email, savethem at savethem.org. You can just send us an email. We really would love to hear any feedback regarding the podcast, um, you know, what, what's working for you, what's, what's not working for you, because uh, we want to be able to feed you information that you find useful and actionable uh, that you feel like you can pray into or that you're willing to garner support for and actually help support the fight. So we want to be able to feed you meaningful stuff. We don't want to waste your time. And, and we definitely want to be able to keep you as part of the family because we need a strong family here. And when I say family, I mean that. I mean, we're not trying to reach 10 million people with this podcast. We're trying to reach people who care about other folks and who are willing to fight the fight and be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So that's that's really the goal of, of all of this. Um, so if there is something where you feel like we're really just kind of wasting your time and you don't think we need to do it on the podcast please send us an email. We'd love to hear that because we don't want to be wasting anybody's time. So thank you very much for listening to this. And I'm going to hand it over to Vice. This is Landon out. Cheers. Okay, let's see what's happening. By the time you go through all these doors, they know that you're coming. South African security forces are working to store a deadly gold rush. At that point, you don't know who's got firearms, explosives. The country's mines have become flooded with armed gangs seeking wealth and fortune in the black market gold trade. You can make half million, let me just say 20 million. With more than $1 billion at stake, bloody turf wars are erupting deep underground, putting the lives of illegal miners on the line. Ah. Ah. Now law enforcement is working to capture these subterranean criminals. 
but with accusations of corruption within the ranks. Can this violent, illicit industry ever be stopped? Unfortunately, because of the amount of money going up and down, arresting them is not the end of it. It's an ongoing battle. Below this arid ground lies kilometers of gold-lined tunnels. South Africa was once the world's largest gold producer, responsible for 30% of global production. But today, rising production costs have forced international companies to flee, leaving behind a network of some 6,000 abandoned mines that have attracted locals and migrants from neighboring countries seeking their fortunes. They're known as Zamazamas, which means to have a go, a term that's become synonymous with gangster in South Africa. No, I'm not a political Zamazama. Yeah, you're not. I see the Despite the dangerous reputation given to illegal miners, this job is the only way they can support their families. But lack of profit from low quality above ground can drive miners to try their luck underground for purer and more valuable gold. Tanki and Sotso, or Smalls, once spent three months, 500 meters deep in the dark and sweltering tunnels. The reason why I went there is because I wanted to help at home because we were suffering. So I thought that I will be able to help at home. But then I stayed there for three months underground. This is where I was. I was 17 years old when I went down. In the tunnel where we walk, when we go to work, that's also where we sleep, where we cook, where we do everything. The way we live underground is like we are slaves of Amazama. Small says the Zama bosses charge more than $1,000 for the privilege to work underground. But the cost of food and supplies means you return to the surface in debt. I made 30000 when I get out there, but then I spent more than 50000 down there because we go there, we pay to get in, and we pay to go outside. I don't see myself going back there because I've faced the occultists down there. I saw people dying like dogs, a, a body being moved from inside coming outside is traumatic. They don't treat us like people as we should be treated.
currently operating in Stillfontein area. We'll be operating on 5,000 feet and below for the next three hours. Conflicting air traffic in the area, please acknowledge. This is the command center for a joint operation against Zamazamas. Tactical police and private security are targeting an abandoned mine shaft, where CCTV footage shows the criminals moving in supplies, weapons and new recruits. Okay, we've got visual on um, some of the suspects under the trees. It looks like they're busy preparing bags and ropes. Today's operation is the culmination of a six-month-long investigation by a team of veteran police officers. It's very difficult to predict. They might be regrouping or they might uh, go down into the shaft, anything's possible. Go ahead with breaching Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta, stand by to move in. It's clear, it's clear, but now you need to move. <laughs> With the mining shaft breached, the team immediately begins detaining Zamazamas and prepares to go underground where they might face fire from armed criminals. Well, so far we've uh, arrested 19 suspects. We hope to recover more. Uh, we must remember that uh, down there, there's a number of passages where these perpetrators could have run into, and we need to go and flush them out. We've sent down uh, tactical teams to recover exhibits uh, from the sub-banks, and people are going into unknown territory. It's dark down there, and some of the uh, riflemen might even be waiting for them in the dark. The remaining Zamas are hiding deep underground, far below where the police can safely access. But as they raid the upper levels of the shaft, they discover ropes, food and other supplies, as well as illegal weapons. They recover rifles and a substantial amount of ammunition, and uh, there might even be gold-bearing material. More than 20 illegal firearms and thousands of rounds of ammo make this the biggest ever haul of a Zamazama site. These are all illegal firearms. The Zamazama industry is actually one of those that creates a market for those who are in possession of illegal firearms because this is one place where they can come and sell it. The reason why they arm themselves is simply because there's gangs, there's rivalry, there's competing for territory. It's the same as the drug business. You've got a, a kingpin in charge. Everybody needs to earn their keep and you need to protect what you've already got in place. The same goes for your equipment, your stock, your food, your fuel, and that's why it becomes a war. The police hope these arrests and the successful recovery of weapons will put a stop to illegal mining here. But to catch the gangsters at the top of the criminal chain, they have to rely on intel from Zama Zamas working both sides. This Zama, like many others, came to South Africa from Zimbabwe on the promise of striking it rich in gold. I see my friends in Zimbabwe, then you drive a car, case is Toyota. I like this car. So what's your plan going to get money going to buy this car? As I say, no, I'm working in Zamazam. My plans are to raise get a good house, good cars and business. But in 2019, after going underground six times, he was arrested and made a deal to work as a police informant to avoid prison time. A job that can get him killed. If information is going to leak, this me going to slap. The consequences for stepping out of line can be extreme. Ah. Ah. A disturbing video that surfaced last year 
showed a Zamazama who had been decapitated. <laughs> Brutality like this is now the norm. Even me now, I see the dead body, I don't care about that. And I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the body, I don't care about that person. My plan is mine. I'm not scared of anything. But Zamazamas aren't striking it rich. They're often indebted to the kingpins for the initial fee just to get underground, and then cheated on their payouts for the months they spent mining gold. That is my problem. If you to mine, my money is 1,815,000. You put it down, table of table. Ask me. You can choose your life, money, or firearm. My side, I decided, life. That's why I'm poor. If you make a mistake, you're going to die for nothing. Or you're not going to go to coffin. You're going to throw like a dog. If this is a business, this is a game. There's nothing you can do. If somebody plays in your territory, you need to fix it. The kingpins higher up the chain are the ones who reap the rewards. You need to call Peter to pay for it. It's blood money. There's a group, five of us, the big bosses. We can make roughly, let me just say, 20 million, and then we share it amongst ourselves. The biggest buyer on the black market, we sell to them. Once illegal gold enters the supply chain, buyers mix it with legally mined material and it becomes untraceable. This boss says one of the key reasons illegal gold dealing thrives is corrupt cops that the Zama bosses keep in their pockets. In our scheme, we take out run about maybe 15,000 a month at the five of us. They are on our payroll, those cops, we distribute it to them. If anything happens, we know that the police, they're going to inform us. So if we don't pay them, they get you arrested. Everything is about money these days. We just pay to make money. Even if they can come five cops at my place, I just give them 100,000. They just leave me. And then we're out on the street once. Rampant corruption is one reason that mining companies contract private security teams to manage the day-to-day -day protection of their assets. It's a lot of money going around. 20,000 rand and up bribes is nothing. You know, they, these guys come with, with cash. Andrew Erasmus leads one of those teams and knows firsthand that even security isn't immune to colluding with Zamas. In the last 12 months, we arrested 84 security guards taking bribes, being involved to some other way with the Zamas. On a daily basis, they carry out dangerous underground sweeps to look for Zamazamas trying to steal gold from one of South Africa's remaining legal gold mines. So rather be overprepared than underprepared. If we've had situations where the guys are using high caliber rifles to try and stop us from doing our job. In last week, we've been nearly blown up twice. I lost count how many times I shot at us this last two weeks. This level, unfortunately, is very hot, 47, 48 degrees, very hot, and it's very far. It's not easy to force them out because by the time you go through all these doors, they know that you're coming. All right, guys, drink water. Shh. It's so dark. Remember, this camera is, is infrared. Okay, let's see what's happening. The threats underground are a daily reality with Zama setting booby-trap IEDs for unwanted security searches. 
it's impossible to see where a gunshot is coming from, what caliber it is. Because it's a tunnel, the noise runs down the tunnel. The main thing is just to stay calm. Every time my helmet shakes is when they fire at us. Two lights coming around the corner. We've got a special whistle. No one was whistling back. So I sent uh, back up from, from my side to go around. Go down, go down, go down, guys. You see all the suspects there at the, on the floor. There at the back, my guys are coming around the corner. It's a very difficult situation because you don't know who's got firearms, knives, explosives. So you must keep very calm. But listen, we are not here to hurt them. They mustn't hurt us. We will take them out to safety. In the last year, the team has removed close to 700 Zamas from just one mine shaft. Unfortunately, because of the amount of money going up and down, arresting them is not the end of it. Because you take four out, ten will come tomorrow again. So it's an ongoing battle and other agencies, the police, everybody's helping, but it's, it's a massive, massive fight.